I got the rhyme in in the in the translation. I feel great about that. Yeah, see, rock. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the outtake. Uh, that's going right in. It's not going to be the outtake. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Skylar Weldon. And I'm Juliana Cantarelevita. This is Massa, a podcast about Brazilian music and culture. Skylar and I are musicians and music professors. In each episode, we dive into a specific genre, song, artist, or issue in Brazilian music to try to understand how it works and what it means. Juliana, can we listen to something? Hi, Skylar. I'm fine, thanks. And you? Oops. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks. Uh, you? Good. So can I play you this? <laughs> sure. Sei que aí dentro ainda mora um pedacinho de mim Um grande amor não se acaba assim Feito espumas ao vento Não é coisa de momento, raiva passageira Mania que dá e passa, feito brincadeira O amor deixa marcas Que não dá pra pagar Sei que rei, tô aqui pra te pedir perdão Cabeça doida, coração na mão Desejo pegando fogo Sem saber direito aonde ir ou o que fazer Eu não encontro uma palavra só pra te dizer Ai, se eu fosse você Voltava pra mim de novo Uh, that's a classic. Asioli Neto singing his song Espumas ao Vento. But I don't think that the topic of today's episode is Skylar's karaoke songs. No, but that's a great episode idea. One sec. Skylar's karaoke songs. Okay. 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 Can I play the next part for everyone so we can introduce the topic? Please. De mim, um grande amor não se acaba assim. Feito espumas ao vento, não é coisa de momento. Raiva passageira, mania que dá e passa. Feito brincadeira, o amor deixa marcas que não dá pra pagar. Sei que rei, tô aqui pra te pedir perdão. Cabeça doida, coração na mão. Desejo pegando fogo Sem saber direito aonde ir ou o que fazer Eu não encontro uma palavra só pra te dizer Ah, se eu fosse você Eu voltava pra mim de novo E de uma coisa fique certa, amor A porta vai estar sempre aberta, amor O meu olhar vai dar uma festa, amor Na hora que você chegar E de uma coisa fique certa, amor a porta vai estar sempre aberta Ai, o meu olhar vai dar uma festa Na hora que você chegar That's better. Yes, folks might recognize that ensemble from the last episode. The accordion, the triangle, the large drum called Zabumba, along with a few other things. That ensemble is associated with the genre known nowadays as forró. This particular song is an example of a northeastern dance genre called shoti. You could think of shoti as a subgenre of forró 
or perhaps more accurately, think of shachis as part of the repertory of a typical faha composer or performer. So today we're going to dive deep into the shati. We'll learn a bit about its history. We'll use Luis Gonzaga's classic Nuasala de Haboko as a paradigmatic example to break down some of the musical characteristics, such as what the zabumba does and what the accordion does in a shati. Hopefully after this, you'll be able to recognize a shachi next time you encounter one in the wild. And we'll also play a bunch of examples of popular songs, both within and possibly outside of the umbrella of Faho, that draw on the Shoti tradition. We're very lucky to have a special guest who will help us walk you through the musical characteristics and history of this genre. You might remember him from the last episode. My name is Julio Cesar Mendes. My name is Julio Cesar Mendes. My family and friends know me as Julinho, which is the diminutive of my name. I play accordion, and here in Brazil, in the Northeast region, the accordion is called Sanfona. I was born in a city called Garanhuns, in the state of Pernambuco, and I live today in Recife, which is the capital of the state. I have lived in Recife since I was 11 years old, but I go to Garanhuns regularly, including lately to work. I started to have contact with this music and play professionally since very young. My grandfather played accordion, and something that is sort of traditional in traditional music that has accordion, both in the Northeast and in the South, is that it is common for it to be hereditary. Let's start by talking about the history of this dance genre. Okay, to start, the word shotchi is a Brazilianization of the German word shotish, meaning Scottish. The anthropologist Megwin May Loveless notes that the shotish has Hungarian and German roots, and that in the mid-19th century, it had a pop- popularity boom in France and Britain. In Britain, it's called a barn dance. It seems to have been brought to Brazil by the dancer José Maria Toisson in 1851. In the late 19th century, European rural and salon dances were very important elements of social culture throughout Brazil. While ballroom styles like the waltz found a strong footing in urban areas, especially in the southeast, in rural areas of the northeast, the shochi became one of the most popular social dances. It's a couple's dance that... Before you describe it, what do you say to letting Luis Gonzaga do that for us? Okay. As with many of the Fajal dance genres, we have Gonzaga to thank for really making the shot in an enduring popular form. This is the song Numeo Pé de Serra. It was written by Gonzaga and Humberto Teixeira and first recorded in 1947. <laughs> No meu roçado eu trabalhava todo dia Mas no meu rancho eu tinha tudo que queria Lá se jantava quase toda quinta-feira Sanfona não faltava e tome chote a noite inteira Let's pause and explain this. The lyrics start by setting the scene. Much like many of the songs that we discussed in the previous episode, Luis Gonzaga expresses saudade or nostalgic longing for a homeland he has left. He sings Lá no meu pé de serra Deixei ficar meu coração. Aqui saudades eu tenho. Eu vou voltar para o meu sertão. That translates to, Over there in my foothills, I left my heart. Ah, what saudades I feel. I'm going to return to my sertão. The sertão is an area in the interior of the Brazilian Northeast. The difficulty in farming there because of the droughts is one of the reasons for mi- migrations that led so many Northeasterners to cities like Rio and São Paulo. It often translates to hinterlands, but it's actually a specific climate and geography that you would encounter in states like Pernambuco, Bahia, Maranhão, Paraíba. Right. We've talked about coastal cities like Recife, which is in Pernambuco, and Salvador in Bahia. And we've talked about the forests near the coast that were taken down for sugarcane plantations. And further inland is the Sertão, which is an arid landscape dotted with scrub brush. 
it can be a difficult life. In addition to the realities of the Sertão, that area has also become mythologized in Brazilian culture. The big touchstone for the myth and the reality of the Sertão is Euclides da Cunha's 1902 book Os Sertões, called Rebellion in the Backlands in English. And this was reinforced in Graciliano Ramos's 1938 book Vida Secas. Glauber Rocha turned that book into a film in 1963 and started a long trend of films about this region. Some recent examples are Vincente Amorim's Caminho das Nuvens and Lirio Ferreira's Arido Movie. Just as important as the cinematic and literary depictions of the Sertão are the musical depictions by Gonzaga and others. Yeah. The other lyric I want to highlight before we get to the shoti is the lyric There in my pé de serra, which refers to the foothills where Gonzaga actually grew up. Yeah, that's what the classic forró ensemble of triangles, a bumba and accordion has come to be called. Forró, pé de serra. Exactly. He goes on, No meu rancho tinha tudo o que queria. Lá se dançava quase todo quinta-feira, sanfona não faltava e tome shot a noite inteira. On my ranch, I had everything I ever wanted. There we danced almost every Thursday. The accordion never faltered and played shotties all night long. Then he tells us how to dance it. O shot é bom de se dançar, a gente gruda na caboca sem soltar. Um passo lá, um outro cá. Enquanto o fone tá tocando, tá gemendo, tá chorando, tá fungando, reclamando sem parar. The shot is good for you to dance to. We're glued to the cabocla and don't let go. One step there, one step here. While the accordion is playing, is moaning, is crying, is sniffling, complaining without end. We talked about this before, but uh, you want to remind us what cabocla means? Starting in the colonial era, cabocla, or the masculine form caboclo, was a term of racial classification for someone with one indigenous parent and one Portuguese parent. But it can also refer to indigenous people broadly, or to people from the Sertão. And some people even use it to mean person of color. It's got a complex history that includes classifying people within a social hierarchy, on one hand, and a reclaiming of certain terms as positive markers of identification on the other. So here he's using it to describe a person from this region, the Sertão. Yeah, it seems that way. To be honest, I didn't really understand the steps. Yeah, it's less clear if you haven't seen it, but the dance is a couple's dance where the two dancers are very close. Sometimes cheek to cheek. It's very intimate. One dancer leads. The leader holds the partner in the middle of their back with their left hand. And the other one puts their left hand on the leader's right shoulder. So what are the steps? One there and one here? <laughs> the couple makes two steps to the leader's right and then two steps to the leader's left. One, two, one, two. So it's not hard to learn. No. Nope. Okay, I'll work on it. Okay, so learn to dance. <laughs> I love the part at the end of the refrain when he runs together all of the verbs uh, describing what the accordion is doing. These actions are all the actions of someone who misses their homeland, except they are located within the accordion, which has a bellows that sniffles and moans as the player plays the notes. This song was an early Gonzaga success that was based on Gonzaga's memory of his father, Januari, playing shotties when he was a kid. The story goes that at a recording session, Gonzaga was in the process of introducing these kinds of northeastern dance rhythms into his repertory. He met the lyricist Umberto Teixeira for the first time, and this song was the first thing they made together. already noticed that the shotty is characterized by a specific rhythmic pattern. Yes, it's identifiable by the pattern on the zabumba. Real quick reminder, the zabumba is a large, shallow bass drum that is played on both sides. 
on the top drum hat, the player uses a mallet called pirulitu to get booming sounds, and on the bottom, the player uses a thin stick called bacalhau, which plays higher-pitched notes. Sounds like quite a meal. <laughs> to explain, pirulitu means lollipop, and bacalhau means codfish. Two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> <laughs> they do on the Zabumba anyway. Okay, the Shachi is a duple meter dance, which means it has two beats per rhythmic cycle. The simplest version of the pattern is this. You can hear the mallet playing a muted stroke on the first beat and then two open strokes evenly distributed across the second beat. If we count it, it's like this. One and two and 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 one. The bacalao in the simplified version plays off beats or on the end of each beat. One and two and 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 one. Putting them together, it sounds like this. One and two and 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 one. There are some variations, which include adding extra open strokes leading into the second beat. Or adding additional bacalhau hits. One thing most players do is make the final open stroke a little louder to give the rhythm a bit of propulsion. Another important quality of the shochi is its particular rhythmic feel. It's played in what, in North American popular music, would be called a shuffle feel, where that and does not evenly divide the beat, but comes a little later. Uh, those of you who've listened to a lot of jazz and R&B would probably have heard the term swing. It don't mean a thing. In addition to the specific drum hits that make up the shochi rhythm, this feel, this swing, is an important element. Let's listen to a bit of the classic shochi, Numa Sala de Rebogo, written by Zé Marcolino and... Who else? Luis Gonzaga. <laughs> this is a live recording from 1972. You can really hear that Zabumba beat. Could you hear the Zabumba beat? I could. That's good. You want to play that part on top of it just to make it abundantly clear what's going on? Sure. So what about the triangle? Well, the main things you keep in mind is that the triangle plays eighth notes, each note on the one and two end that make up this genre's meter. Of course, those notes are not evenly spaced because of the swing that the genre has. Right. I also noticed that the notes sound different. It's not just four identical hits on the triangle. No. I'm closing and opening my grip on the triangle as a play to get the two-ish different sounds. The first, second, and fourth hits are made with a closed hand. They sound short and don't ring out. 
For the third hit, I open my hand to get that open sound. It creates this kind of wave effect. It highlights the swing and gives this rhythmic loop a bit of propulsion. The louder, more resonant note happens on the second beat, but it gets cut off by the closed fourth hit. Together, all of that keeps us moving forward. Exactly. The shotty is a relaxed rhythm, but it's still a dance rhythm. It still needs that forward momentum, or else everyone will just sit down. Can't have that. Julinho Mendes talked a little bit about how he would approach playing this song on the accordion. I think the standard basic shot, from a didactic point of view, and in the sense of being very well known, is sala de reboco. For example, if I'm going to teach a student, One variation of this introduction is precisely the use of bellows with the bellow shake, the his falando. So the accordionist once in a while plays a variation. The question of using the bellows depends on a thousand circumstances, but the main one is that if the instrument is not good, it is very tiring and complicated to do. There is this emptying of the air, there are a thousand little complications that mess up the technique. The bellow shake that Julinho is describing is a really important technique that was pioneered by Luis Gonzaga, as we mentioned last time. It involves moving the bellows of the accordion back and forth rapidly to create an additional rhythmic layer. It almost has the effect of making the instrument sound like it's breathing. But as Julinho mentioned, it's hard to do, and on a poor quality instrument, it can be impossible. But a shochi is slow enough that it allows a lot of space, and the bellow shake becomes an important element of accordion performance in this song form. Let's explain what this song is about. Actually, this is really interesting. The title is Numa Sala de Reboco, which translates to something like in a plaster room. But the word reboco in this case doesn't seem to refer to plaster, but to a different kind of construction. Yes, in rural parts of the Northeast, it has been traditionally common to construct homes out of rammed earth, basically mud. People build a frame out of sticks and then layer wet soil into the frame a little bit at a time. The sun bakes and hardens the mud, creating a strong structure. The more common term for this kind of house is casa de taipa. Some of you may have seen the film Eu Tu Eles, or Me, You, Them in English. This is the kind of home that you see built in that film. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. You not having seen any films is like me not having been to Pernambuco. You mean you're going to give me a hard time about it until <laughs> I see them? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll put it on the list. <laughs> Well, I recommend it to everyone. Got great music. And they danced to Shachi at one point. And build a casa de taipa. Man, we are off track. No, we're not. The sala de reboco of the title actually seems to be referring to this kind of rammed earth construction. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, Julinho explained this beautifully. The song Sala de Reboco describes something that was a tradition for a long time as well. You're building a kind of house that we call Casa de Taipa. It's a mud house, rudimentary. You got married, you were not rich, you built your own house. It's an easy kind of house to build, let's say, and relatively durable. So you made the walls of mud and the floor was also made of mud. But to be neat and pretty, you have to pound it with something heavy. Or even better, you put everything in order and set up a forró in your house, in the main room of your house, for the people to dance in that room and step on the ground. So it was a sala de reboco, an earthen floor, living room. So 
Whatever time I have is not enough to dance with my sweetheart in an earthen floor living room. It was this moment when the naughtiness was happening there, in the earthen floor living room at night, the lantern lit, the people there playing, the accordionist playing, and everyone dancing, sometimes only to help. The guy is tired and is dancing to help pound the floor flat and tightly packed, and someone gets up to some naughtiness, of course. But this tradition was very common, to have a forró to pound the floor of the house. So, you had a forró in the bedroom, in the living room, in the kitchen, and in the backyard if you were a little wealthier. So, interesting things about a tradition that doesn't exist anymore. There aren't so much earthen houses anymore. But most people don't even realize what this lyric means and the history that it brings about the earthen floor houses. This is a beautiful example of the ways that the social uses of the music sneak into popular recordings. Exactly. Having a fahot to compact the floors of your home might not be so common anymore, but there is still this trace evidence of the practice in the song lyrics. But that practice is not so much the topic of the song. It's really just a nice description of him dancing with his sweetheart. He says, any amount of time is not enough to dance with my love in a sala de rebuco, and describes their whispered conversations that are hidden by the sounds of the accordion. Effectively, the song, like many shachis, is about dancing the shachi, though he doesn't actually say the name of the genre at any point. Which is rare. Usually there will be some kind of remark about the genre being played. Of all the Fahó subgenres, the Shati has really persisted and found a foothold in present-day Fahó and present-day Fahó-derived genres. Let's break down a few examples. Okay. We can see the diversity of interpretations that this barn dance has inspired and look for some common trends. How about we start with a performance by Alceo Valenza? Sounds good. Uh, Alceo Valenza is a singer and composer from the interior of Pernambuco. He's primarily associated with the genre of MPB and PB. Which literally means Música Popular Brasileira, or Brazilian popular music. It's a complex term that we'll get into in another episode, but for our purposes today, think of it as a genre of popular recorded music that takes inspiration from Brazilian music traditions, in this case, forró, but it could also be candomblé or margatu or a host of other things, and mixes those traditions with contemporary recording techniques, instruments, and foreign genres. Alceu Valença is associated with a group of Northeasterners that had a lot of success recording MEPB grounded in regional traditions, starting primarily in the mid to late 1970s. Yeah, they picked up on Luis Gonzaga, but also on stuff like the Beatles. Okay, so here is Jorge de Altinho's song Petrolina Juazeiro, sung by Alceu Valença. Na margem do São Francisco nasceu a beleza E a natureza ela conservou Jesus abençoou com sua mão divina Pra não morrer de saudade eu vou voltar pra Petrolina Jesus abençoou com sua mão divina Pra não morrer de saudade eu vou voltar pra Petrolina Do outro lado do rio tem uma cidade Que na minha mocidade eu visitava todo dia Atravessava a ponte, ai que alegria Chegava em Juazeiro, Juazeiro da Bahia Hoje me lembro que no tempo de criança Esquisita era a carranca e o hábito do trem Mas achava lindo quando a ponte levantava E o vapor passava no gostoso vai e vem Petrolina, Juazeiro, Juazeiro Petrolina, todas as duas eu acho uma coisa linda Eu gosto de Juazeiro e adoro Petrolina Eu gosto de Juazeiro e adoro Eu gosto de Juazeiro e adoro Petrolina. Eu gosto de Juazeiro e adoro Petrolina. Gosto de Juazeiro e adoro Petrolina.
Hopefully everybody could hear that swing that is typical of the shochi. One difference is that the zabumba is supplemented by a drum set. Yes, and the electric bass follows the rhythm and accents of the zabumba as well. The triangle and accordion are in full effect, too. Yes, this recording is from 1998, a full two decades after the song was written, and many decades after Luis Gonzaga brought the shochi to national attention in the 1940s. And yet, so many of the characteristics are still recognizable, even if they are supplemented with instruments and sounds typical of a 1990s recording studio. The lyrics are quite poignant. The title, Petrolina Juazeiro, refers to two cities that sit on the opposite sides of the river São Francisco, which separates the states of Pernambuco and Bahia in the interior of the northeast. The singer looks back with saudade on his childhood when he crossed the bridge every day from Petrolina to Juazeiro with great joy. He sings, In both of them, I find something beautiful. I like Juazeiro and I adore Petrolina. And at the end, he inverts it. I like Petrolina and I adore Juazeiro. Eu gosto de Juazeiro. E adoro Petrolina. Eu gosto de Juazeiro. E adoro Petrolina. This really highlights the way that Forró has come to signify an idea of the Brazilian Northeast as a totality. Yes, something like half a million people live in the two cities and their economic and cultural lives are very much intertwined, despite the fact that people are from different states. A couple of fun facts about the cities. The singer Geraldo Azevedo is from Petrolina, as is Zé Manuel, who we heard from in episode 4. And Juazeiro is the hometown of João Gilberto and Ivete Sangalo. And if you decide to watch Eu Tu Elis, you'll hear this song at one of the fajas that the characters attend. Okay, I'll watch it. Jeez. I mean, only if you want. Let's move on to a song written by the singer Anastasia and her husband, the master accordion player and composer Dominguinhos. Yes. Are you talking about Eu Só Quero Um Xodó? I am! Woohoo! The couple wrote this song in the 1970s and it's been recorded dozens, maybe hundreds of times. Um, let's listen to a version by Dominguinhos himself that was also coincidentally recorded in 1998. <laughs> I mean, if I were you, the listener, I would just turn us off and go listen to more of that. Wait, they can listen afterwards. Okay, good idea. So the first thing I want to point out in this recording is just how much Dominguinhos and his band straighten the rhythm. If you focus on the triangle, you can hear how it's not swung anymore. It lacks that bounciness. This goes to show that these attributes we're pointing out about these various subgenres are not set in stone. Definitely. 
No one would ever accuse Dominguez of not being an authentic representative of the Fajot tradition. Far from it. But he doesn't play the shoti as if it's a set-in-stone dance genre. He treats it as a living tradition. The lyrics sort of combine the notion of saudade with romance. The title means, all I want is a sweetheart. Shoda is an informal word that expresses a kind of loving intimacy. Hence my translating it as sweetheart. Right, yeah. Sorry. It's a popular term in the Brazilian Northeast that was adopted from an African language. So by putting that term in the title, Anastasia and Dominguinhos situate the listener in that particular geography. Dominguinhos sings, I just want a love that ends my suffering, a sweetheart for me, just as I am, that brings joy to my life. I mean, who doesn't want that? Next up is another love song, one that takes advantage of the shati rhythm to have some fun with a great metaphor for love. Love as a sickness. Love as the heart dummy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the singer Elba Ramalho singing Bate Coração, composed by Cecil. Elba Ramalho is often classified in the same school of MPB as Alceu Valença. In fact, they have performed together a lot. She's from the interior of Paraíba, a couple hundred miles west of where Alceu Valença grew up. But the point is that this is an MPB interpretation of Ashati. It seems to have a kind of rock backbeat. It would even be reasonable if you told me that you didn't recognize the Ashati right away. But have a listen to what the bass guitar does. Oh yeah, it's totally playing that Zabumba beat. One thing that is very present here is the Shachi swing. For sure. And I think that the lyrics are also a subtle reference to the Shachi. Oh, that's interesting. How so? Well, the song's called Bate Coração. Or Beat My Heart. And the refrain lyrics are Oi, tum, tum, bate coração. Oi, tum, coração pode bater. Oi, tum, 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 bate coração. Que eu morro de amor com muito prazer. Aha, I see where you're going. A lot of this is vocables or nonsense syllables. Yeah, it translates to Oi, tum, tum, beat my heart. Oi, tum, my heart can beat. Oi, tum, tum, beat my heart. 
Because I'll die of love with great pleasure. I told you that love as a sickness is the classic <laughs> metaphor. You did. That's true. But I see what you mean. The tum tum is both the beating of the heart and the beating of the zabumba. And it's not 100% explicit. The tums don't match up with the zabumba rhythms, but it's evocative of them. Cool. And if you're still not convinced that this is an MPB version of a shawty. I am, though. Not you, Skyler. <laughs> I'm talking to everybody else. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. If you aren't convinced, here's what it sounds like in a more traditional forho setting, sung by the composer herself, Cecil. Bate, 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 coração Dentro desse velho peito Você já está acostumado A ser maltratado A não ter direito Bate, 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 coração Let's fast forward a couple of decades to hear what people are doing with the shawchi nowadays. Okay, great. I want to highlight an accordion player and singer from the state of Sergipe named Mestrinho. Here is his 2017 recording of the song Te Faço Um Cafuné. Te faço um cafuné Quando tu for dormir Te dou café Quando se levantar, dou comida na boca, mato a tua sede, armo a minha rede e vou te balançar. Soubesse que tu me queria, tudo faria para te amar, amor. Eu tenho para te dar. Quando eu passo e vejo ela debruçada na janela, dá vontade de passar a mão nos cabelos dela. Já não consigo nem dormir. Se me deito como ela vou sonhar Lae, oh Laia Pois faria tudo isso só pra te amar Te faço um cafuné quando tu for dormir Te dou café quando se levantar Dou comida na boca, mato a tua sede Alma minha rede e vou te balançar This is such a gorgeous song. I agree. It was written by Zezun, the longtime triangle player in Dominguinhos' group. It offers a slightly different view of the intimacy of Shati. Right. It's set in this domestic world. The singer promises, I'll caress you when you go to sleep, give you coffee when you wake up, I'll put food in your mouth and quench your thirst, I'll set up my hammock and rock you. The gentle swing of the shati here is repurposed for this kind of lazy hammock swinging. The arrangement has drums and bass and electric guitar, but the accordion is the star of the show. He even offers a little shota symphona or cry accordion right as the band kicks in. Later in the song, he teases us with a kind of rock refrain before bringing the shachi back. <laughs> like 
like Dominguinhos, Mestrinho is considered one of the great symphonators of his generation. He's extremely well respected as a traditional player, but can also play in this hybrid zone. Speaking of which, let's end with something a little different. Oh, okay. What's that? Well, we've done well so far to highlight contributions to Shawchi performance and composition by Northeasterners. As it should be. I mean, just kidding. I'm not that much of a purist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to listen to a singer from Sao Paulo that has actually collaborated with Mestrinho quite a bit. I bet you're talking about Mariana Ida. You are correct. She actually recorded a version of Tifaz un Cafuné in 2017 as well. Totally. But I want to play something else. Oh, okay. What's that going to be? This is the song Condução, sung by Mariana Aidar. Check it out. Mas não faça o tarado Se eu quero só aquele Dois pra lá e dois pra cá Não venha com a gentileza de um otário Risadinha, esfregadinha Se eu não quero chamegar Mas também não fique encostado no seu canto Achando que não tem mulher que tá afim de te levar Na dança feita pra dois Trocar ideia depois Fecha essa boca e deixa o meu corpo falar Que de repente seu Zé Fico sabendo quem é Com jeitinho tudo pode conquistar Na trança feita pra dois Trocar ideia depois Deixar as abundas e a sanfona triangular Que de repente, mané Eu me derreto teus pés E com jeitinho tudo pode conquistar Deixa te levar, deixa te levar Deixa te levar, deixa te levar Deixa te levar, deixa te levar Menino ou menina, deixa te levar Deixa te levar, deixa te levar Deixa te levar, deixa te levar Deixa te levar, deixa te levar Menino ou menina, deixa te levar Oh, wow, that is different. Yeah, I kind of love it. Me too, I think. <laughs> it has that shotty swing, but it has also all of these synthesizers and drum machine sounds mixed in with the triangle. Totally, but the standard shotty rhythm is a bit disguised. There are some drum hits that anticipate the beat more like the bayonne that we're going to discuss in a couple of weeks. But melodically, it's somewhat in line with a shotty. The rhythm of the vocal seems inspired by the other shotties we've heard. But the melody itself is processed through more of a popular music lens. I actually really want to highlight the lyrics. Okay. It plays on some of the traditional shotty themes that we've highlighted. The title, Condução, refers to the act of leading the dance. Exactly. Let's see. The verse starts, Pode dançar colado, mas não faça o tarado. Se eu quero só aqueles dois pra lá e dois pra cá. Não venha com a gentileza de um otário, risadinha, esfregadinha, se eu não quero chamegar. Which means, you can dance close, but don't be a pervert. If I want just the two steps this way and the two steps that way, don't come over here like a jerk, laughing and touching me if I don't want to flirt. She's laying out the limits of the behavior that she'll accept on the dance floor. Those limits are typically unwritten, which can lead to a lot of bad behavior. This is making the idea of consent very explicit. As it should be. She's open to dancing and having a good time and who knows something else in the future, but it's going to be her decision. The chorus is literally let me lead, let me lead, boy or girl, let me lead. <laughs> It makes a connection between gendered roles on the dance floor and how they resonate into potential romantic entanglements. The lyrics, like the accompaniment, draw on the traditional tropes and ideas of shoti, but bring them into a different time and social context. And traditionalists might have a problem with this, I'm guessing. It's true. 
Marianaida is from São Paulo, and there are those who resist labeling her as a forrozeira, preferring to categorize her as a popular musician that draws on forró ideas. This is one of those things that I'm not really positioned to weigh in on, um, but it's good to know that the debate exists. Uh, just as a listening experience, I enjoy the song, and I find its arrangement and lyrics interesting to think through. Although this is a good song, it's probably not an example of pushing the forró tradition. That's why I'm calling it Shotty Inspired. I don't even know if she's ever been to a Casa de Taipa, a Sala de Reboco, or the Sertão. It definitely brings elements of Shotty, but her positionality and experiences are different from those who live and breathe this tradition. Well said. You know, believe it or not, we are done talking about Shochi for the day. Oh, there are thousands of songs that we could highlight. But yeah, I think you're right. We should wrap it up. The next dance genre of the Fajal world that we're planning to tackle is Shashadu. Yes, that episode will be out soon. I hope you all find it interesting. Thanks, as always, Juliana. Thanks, Skyler. Esse foi massa. <laughs> Massa is written, produced, and edited by Juliana Canta de Livita and me, Skyler Weldon. Very special thanks to João Paulo Requivita and Julinho Manges. For episode transcripts and links to further reading, please visit our website, essefoimassa.com. That's E-S-S-E-F-O-I-M-A-S-S-A dot com. You can email us at essefoimassa at gmail.com and follow us at essefoimassa on Instagram and Twitter. Our intro music is by Sonda Massa, and our outro music is by Sammy Bananas. Please join us in two weeks as we continue our discussion of Fajal with the dance rhythm called Shashat. Until then, esse foi massa. I am having fun, yes. This is, well, I like my dissertation, but this is more fun than writing the dissertation. Oh, that is definitely the outtake now. (laughs) I can't wait for your advisor to hear that.